3: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
4: Find something to love the way Andy Reid loves winning after a bye week. The 49ers may have looked good in the wild card round, but so did the Cowboys. And Nikola Jokic looks like the favorite to win MVP again. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the Camp Miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today.
3: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
4: The Kansas City Chiefs had the benefit of sitting at home for Super Wild Card Weekend. They got to watch the carnage unfold rather than have to brave the carnage. And their opponent did just that. The Jacksonville Jaguars coming back from 27 down to win they now have to go to arrowhead where trevor lawrence does not think it's going to be any louder than it was in duval last weekend i have news for mr lawrence joining me now from locked on chiefs chris clark and chris the chiefs come in eight and a half point favorites according to our friends at bet online so what is what is it about the jaguars that would have you most concerned in this game
5: you know, the big thing is if they capitalize on mistakes that Kansas City makes. If you look back at the last game, Kansas City turned the ball over a couple of times. Uh, the Jags stole a possession by a kicking an onside kick at the very beginning of the game, recovered it, and didn't score any points. So uh, you know that they're going to be coming into this game. They're going to be trying things that uh, they probably wouldn't normally do in most games. But this is, it's you know, win or go home. And so they're going to pull out all the stops. And you know Doug Peterson really wants to win this game to beat Andy Reid.
4: This is familiar territory for Kansas City. They understand what getting the buy means. They understand what home field advantage is like. But we have these concerns over the years. Oh, a team comes off that bye. They're playing a little bit rusty. Are they going to start fast? On the other hand, we have Andy Reid. Andy Reid off a of bye is about uh, as good a bet as you can get. So how do you think that balances out this week, the rust versus preparedness that we're going to see?
5: If I was betting on it, I would say that Patrick Mahomes is going to have this team ready to go. It's, I mean, Andy Reid is going to do his thing and, and the other coaches will as well. But it, from everything I've heard, Mahomes is absolutely dialed in and locked in in, in this game and he's ready to go. Uh, he is the le- leader of that, that entire team. I don't know what else, how she would put that.
4: We saw the Jaguars, especially in that second half, offensively really kick it into high gear, and it was the turnovers for Trevor Lawrence and company in the first half of that game. That stopped them from being able to get anything going. That was also one of the big drivers of that Chargers offense. It wasn't like L.A. was really driving it up and down the field. The Jaguars took care of the AFC West rival for the Chiefs in this one. So what is the Kansas City defense going to have to do? Because Patrick Mahomes is going to get all the headlines. What is the defense going to have to do to make sure that Trevor Lawrence doesn't just put this team on his back? And now all of a sudden you have to win some 38-35 game, which, by the way, they have Patrick Mahomes, so they're probably not that worried about that anyway.
5: Yeah, I think that you look at what they did the last time against the Jaguars. They sacked Lawrence five times. Uh, They took advantage of uh, turnovers, and I I think that that's really what is going to play into this. If Kansas City gets pressure on Lawrence, it's going to be a long day for him. Uh, And the bigger question that I have, and and I kind of actually talked about this on the Crosshairs episode I did, um, how are the refs going to call this game? Are they going to let players play? Because they certainly let them play the first couple of quarters, uh, Chargers, Jags. I mean, the DBs were all over the wide receivers. If they let that happen, then uh, I think that's advantage Kansas City. Uh, Jacksonville is, I think, going to be ready for it a little bit more this this time around. But Kansas City's DBs are a little bit more handsy than most teams.
4: It is a marquee quarterback matchup. Trevor Lawrence, who could be very well the future of this league, and Patrick Mahomes, who is... Uh, the past, present, and future of this league—he's going to be around for a long time. But this could be, uh, this this could portend a, a rivalry to come. And, and wouldn't that be great if Kansas City actually had another team along with, let's say, LA and and some of these other premier AFC quarterbacks? Add Lawrence to the mix, and it's just going to be hell to get out of the AFC every year. Chris, thanks for your time. Stay up to date all year on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Chiefs on YouTube. Or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Cowboys are rolling into the divisional round with plenty of confidence. Before we get to that, though, we'll take a look at even more progress for Demore Hamlin.
3: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
4: Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try Bilt Bar. I had one today. I had one yesterday. I'll probably have one tomorrow. We just got through the holidays and I know that if you're like me, You're going, "Mm, I got to eat a little healthier. This is, we got to make some changes around here. And first of all, don't feel guilty. I hope you enjoyed the holidays. But now, set a plan. Stick to it. And Built Bar makes it really easy because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. But they hit the macros that you want. Only 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar. 17 grams of protein. And you can still go to Built.com and get all the Built Bars that you can order. But now... You can do it just by going to your local Walmart or Sam's Club doing your normal shopping. What a wonderful thing. Head to Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box for yourself today.
3: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
4: Last week, Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, said DeMar Hamlin could return to the team on his own time. Wednesday, McDermott said that Hamlin has been at the team facility
1: almost daily. Um, you know, DeMar's... Um in the building now almost starting daily it's limited um just overall but he comes in and and really just started really today or yesterday and just trying to get back to a little bit of a routine and um just get himself acclimated again and taking a, a one step up you know baby step at a time here
4: is there a more polarizing quarterback than kirk cousins is he good or is he overrated one thing is clear the minnesota vikings want him back You know, it's our
6: expectation that he'll be our quarterback. I can't say exactly how that would look. um, Again, we have everything at our disposal. We'll consider all those things just like we will with everybody else on the roster.
4: No word on if they want the chains on the jet back, though. Uh, We'll see. On the hardwood, the Cleveland Cavaliers took a quick trip south to face the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis
0: Grizzlies knocked off the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday night. And it was a big win with big performances from the three big Grizzlies players. But as you've heard on Lockdown Grizzlies a time or two, it was the other two starters who played the largest roles when the Grizzlies needed the most. I'm Joe Mullinax of Lockdown Grizzlies, and my co-host, De Michael Cole, kindly reminds me every once in a while as I wax nostalgic about Morant and Bain and Jackson Jr. That Steven Adams and Dylan Brooks can ball as well, and I never disagree with De Michael. Of course, those two are excellent basketball players, but when the Memphis Grizzlies needed them most, needed a play to be made on the offensive end, Steven Adams doing what he does best, offensive rebounding, Put back bucket to put Memphis in front of a very game and very impressive Cleveland Cavaliers team. And then the final play of the game a big block of a Darius Garland three point shot from Dylan Brooks.
4: Two veteran players made for the moment leading Memphis. Trey Young led the Hawks into Lucas House and beat the Mavs.
5: Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland the Atlanta Hawks have now won four games in a row for the first time all season. The Hawks went into Dallas on this Wednesday evening, picked up a 130 to 122 win. The Hawks were fantastic on offense, and this game it was balanced with seven players in double figures. Jonathan Murray had 30 points. He shot the lights out. In this game, Trey Young was very good as a distributor with 12 assists, and the Hawks just shot the ball very well really throughout the game. And defensively, there were some issues along the way. Luka Doncic had a big game for Dallas, but the Hawks had enough plays down the stretch, Murray in particular, making big shots, and and the Hawks escape with a nice road win, and again, four games in a row. The vibes are improving in Atlanta, despite all of the off-court turmoil. And the Hawks are now, for the first time in about a month, over 500 again at 23 and 22 on the season. We'll have full coverage of this game and more on the Hawks podcast.
4: On the ice, the senders got a dramatic win in OT over the Penguins.
5: Better late than never, the Ottawa Senators finally get rewarded with a good effort in a game. It took them to overtime, but ultimately, they get a 5-4 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm Brandon Pillar from the Locked On Senators podcast, and this was a game that relied on the heavy teams massively for the Sens, as they get four power play goals in this one. They go four for nine on the power play, and in overtime, of course, it's the captain, Brady Kachuk, with the game winner. The Sens outshoot the Penguins 40-20, to and Cam Talbot is lucky. Brady gets the winner there as he had a couple of tough goals early on in this game. Join Laleens Martian and I in the postcast on the Locked On Senators YouTube channel for our immediate reaction after the game.
1: And the Bruins stomped the Islanders. There's just something different about the 2022-23 Boston Bruins. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins. And after falling behind 1-0 to the New York Islanders on Wednesday, the Bruins rattled off four straight goals. The first coming from local boy, Charlie McEvoy, en route to a 4-1 win over the Islanders. They improved to 35-5-4 on the season, and Linus Allmark maintained his league lead in wins Goals against average and save percentage. Just another clinic across the board for the Bruins. Uh, they succeeded on the power play, going one for four, held the Islanders to 0 for 6, league-leading penalty kill, and they'll look to keep it going Thursday night in New York against the Rangers. Check out Lockdown Bar- Bruins for all the latest on the black and gold.
3: Here is another story you need to know.
4: Dak Prescott. Had one of the best games of his career, and Dallas took care of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night for their troubles. They get to travel to San Francisco (laughs) to take on the 49ers, maybe the scariest team in the NFC. They are three-and-a-half-point underdogs going to the Bay. Joining me now, Landon McCool from Locked On Cowboys. And and Landon, the Cowboys, um, they they at least staved off disaster in, in winning that first round. The monkey is not all the way off their back, though. The work is not done, as Mike McCarthy would say. So what do they have to do to keep that momentum going, especially with Dak Prescott on that offense from last week? Honestly,
2: I think they they just kind of need to continue on the course that they started in, in Tampa and hope that they can continue to play like that. I think, you know, obviously by orders of magnitude, the San Francisco defense is better than the Tampa Bay defense. Uh, but I think that the formula is still the same. I, I think, you know, the Cowboys are g- hopefully going to be able to find some uh, ability to, to throw on against the San Francisco defense. I think running against them is is <laughs> can be foolhardy, but maybe it can be achieved after having some success throwing the football. Um, I, I just think that, you know, it, the Cowboys, I've been saying it all season. And if the Cowboys get to the playoffs, they they can't be afraid of having to go and slay the Dragons. I, I I thought that that meant Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, I didn't expect that it was going to necessarily mean, I'm sorry, Peter. I, 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 I just, I just didn't know that it was necessarily going to mean having to rematch with San Francisco. But I, I, you know, the more I look at it, the more I think that if the Cowboys play the way they did against Tampa, they they have a chance to, to beat San Francisco.
4: So this was a matchup we saw last season last year. It was in Dallas. There was some, monumentally stupid things done by the Cowboys in that game, some really bad situational football. And yet at the end, they had the ball with a chance to go win the game. So what do you think in terms of lessons the Cowboys can take from that game to say, okay, here's the stuff we did well that we can use here. And here's the stuff where we made mistakes. If we just don't do these two or three dumb things, we can win this game.
2: I mean, I think that what the, the kind of template that they laid out this last week against Tampa is that if you're going to err, err on the side of being aggressive. I, I think that I lo- even though they went, you know, we saw, and it was a very boring game early on, that, you know, they had both back-to-back teams uh, with, with back-to-back uh, three and outs. I love that the Cowboys came out and threw the ball three times to, the, to start the game. And I think that that's how they, they need to start this game. They need to get get out there and throw the football a little bit and not try to just, shake loose the cobwebs they need to go out there and kind of attack and i think that's the difference as opposed to what they did last year against san francisco where i felt like they were very timid it took a long time for the offense to kind of find its footing by the time they did in the second half i mean we can have all the conversations we want about the end of end of the game situation they shouldn't have ever been in that situation in the first place if they had just taken care of business earlier in the game so i think if the cowboys can come out and be aggressive. Uh, and especially if they're able to get ahead early and put uh, purdy on his back foot a little bit and let's see how he handles that kind of situation i, I think i think that that's gonna be the, the the key thing to take away from last year is that you know you can't be timid this this is the time to lay it all out and, and 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 if you're gonna if you're gonna attack them and lose that's better than just you know acting hapless and being absolutely eaten up by that uh 49ers defensive line as you're trying to figure out how to run the football for more than three yards
4: each one of these defenses has a player who can single-handedly wreck an offense for the Cowboys Micah Parsons in San Francisco they probably have a couple but but I'm thinking in particular Nick Bosa so how can how can Micah Parsons what kind of game do you think he needs to have so you can tilt the scales in favor of Dallas when it comes to that matchup? You know, I, I think he's he's got to have
2: another kind of. You know, he's talked about it. but he 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 views the, these playoff games as as a as a step above. It's it, these are le- legacy. And he games. was awesome
4: games. on Monday night, yeah. by the way, against Tristan yeah. works He was phenomenal. He, he
2: completely backed up what he said. Like he he came in saying that this, these are legacy games. I'm going to give it. I'm going to take it, my game to another level. Uh, and and we were all like, I don't know, that's possible. I mean, from the first snap. He was absolutely dominant and, and had an amazing effect on Tom Brady and that offense. And, and even when he wasn't, uh, you know, getting there and, and causing pressure, which was pretty rare, honestly, when he, when he was when he was on the field, he was having an effect just in the mindset. Tom Brady was chucking and 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 ducking and chucking all game and basically just trying to avoid getting hit. And, and I think that a lot of that is. He saw a lot of Micah Parsons early and he didn't want to see a lot of it late.
4: Stay up to date all year on the Dallas Cowboys by subscribing to Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Cowboys on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the favorite to win the NBA MVP award is a familiar face.
3: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
4: Are we just going to rename the award? Year in and year out, the big man in the Rockies puts on a show. Jake Madison and John Corrales on Locked On NBA are ready to give the MVP award to Nikola Jokic once again. Is
0: there
6: any way to avoid the inevitable, a third straight MVP for Nikola Jokic? It doesn't seem like it. Like you just mentioned, like that stat line, which is just pure bonkers and this is just what this dude does like this is just what this dude does every single night go to basketball dash reference and look at his game logs when was the last time he shot below 50 percent in a game like when was the last time he actually hasn't done it this season i don't think which is just incredible to think about and he's he's, he's one of the top five guys in terms of true shooting percentage this season he is so good He is so good. We've never seen a big man like him. Scoring, assists, rebounds, and all of the knocks that people have had on him have kind of gone away he's not an amazing defender he's not a bad defender anymore certainly and the nuggets are better on defense when he's on the court than when he's not it just seems like we are heading towards an inevitable third straight MVP for Nikola Jokic which sounds wild to say and you're going to see people who are going to get very upset about that because that puts you kind of in all-time great territory it feels like but with what he's doing man like I don't see how you can pick anyone else at this point
4: Look, on its merits, I get it. Jokic is having an incredible season and the Nuggets are finally winning in ways we tend to expect MVPs to win. They look like the best team in the West. Last couple years, they've won a lot of games and everyone's going, eh, yeah, but. This year, there's no yeah, but. Except there is. We tend to hold MVPs, especially multi-year MVPs to a different standard in the playoffs, fair or unfair. Giannis, when he went back to back, the criticism was, okay, but you didn't do it in the playoffs. James Harden wins MVP and you will hear people say, I'll never vote for James Harden as MVP until he shows me something in the playoffs. When is that standard going to start being applied to Nikola Jokic. Kevin Durant, MVP, okay. He went on and won titles. Absolutely, at this point, you're going to say, yeah, he can be the MVP all day. Steph Curry, he can be the MVP. If Giannis had some better shooting stats this year and there was a point at which we were saying, yeah, Giannis, MVP, even though his season was not as good as his last couple MVP seasons, but he has won a title. He has validated the stats that he put up. Where is that for Nikola Jokic? And the same by the way, that standard is being applied to Joel Embiid, who has yet to have postseason success but is also putting up monster numbers in Philadelphia. Why is Jokic not being held to that same standard? And if it's because, well, it's the team around him or or maybe it's that for as good as the stats are. And for as compelling as the NBA MVP case is that people don't really think he's as good as Kevin Durant when he's healthy or as Giannis at full tilt or Joel Embiid on both ends of the court. And maybe the the standards are just different. Maybe it's a little like Drew Brees in the NFL where you look back and you say, oh, the stats, they're awesome. Was he underrated? And then in the moment, there weren't that many people arguing he's the best player in football. He's the best quarterback in the league. I'm just saying we tend to hold other players to a different standard. Why are we not holding Jokic to that standard? And finally, how much would you pay to say you were at the final match between Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo? Would you pay $2.6 million? Someone already has. An undisclosed soccer fan has paid this exorbitant price for a VIP ticket to say Ronaldo and Messi go head-to-head in Saudi Arabia. Messi's Paris Saint-Germain will face a pseudo-all-star team made up of select players from Al-Halal and Ronaldo's new team, Al-Nasir. The bidding started at $260,000, but eventually rose to $2.6 million before closing on Wednesday. The money raised will reportedly be donated to charity. We'll see about that. Of course, that price tag pales in comparison to Ronaldo's price tag for his new team, he will make $214 million this year. Even Steve Cohen and the Mets are looking at that contract like, wow. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, are the 49ers already looking ahead to the NFC Championship? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.
3: Hey, Prime members.